Today we're going to speak on the title of this message is Becoming a Living Sacrifice. Okay, some of y'all is going, you're going to get it by the end of the message, amen. <laughs> Becoming a Living Sacrifice, if you'll turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. For the most part today, I'll be preaching out of uh, the New American Standard Bible. I was at a friend of mine's church and uh, be there in May and St. Louis, he comes to the school every year and he, he said, listen, man, that's the version, brother, that you need to get that version. So last year when I showed up at his church, Pastor Henry, I had this Bible and all oh, the church went crazy. They, they, he, he, found, he got it right. Amen. Romans 12 verses one and two. Are you there? Yes. Well, some of you have made it. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Tell your neighbor, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the will of God, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen. We need to live our lives in the will of God so that when people see us, they see Jesus. We need to learn and spend time learning to walk in the spirit. Think about this, church. If we spend as much time learning to walk in the spirit as we have learning about faith, the church might get somewhere. I'm not talking about the river of life, okay? Amen. The, the body of Christ. Point number one. We must cleanse ourselves of sin. Getting quiet in this holy church. <laughs> we must cleanse ourselves of sin. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And then we're going to go uh, one more verse beyond that, which is uh, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. So we'll read the whole thing. Are you ready? I got three yeses. Amen. Or <laughs> what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple. Tell your neighbor, we are the temple. Are, are you getting this, church? We, we are the temple. We are the temple of God. Or let me start over. Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols for we are the temple of the living God hallelujah just as God said I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people therefore come out from the mist and be separate says the Lord and do not touch what is unclean and I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. 
chapter 7, verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh, of spirit, perfecting holiness, hallelujah, in the fear of God. See, when you get the fear of God, you'll perfect holiness. Some of y'all will get that about midnight tonight. We are to lay aside our own natural desires in order to fill God's desire. The Greek word thusia translated sacrifice denotes the act of offering. We are the offering God desires. We are the offering God desires. He wants to change our bodies from a dedication to worldliness to a dedication of godliness. Thank you for the few amens. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You just go over a little bit. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I remember uh, Kenneth Hagin saying this. He went somewhere and they wanted him to dance. And he, he told him, I don't dance unless it's with the Holy Ghost. And they, they said, well, we, we won't dance. Come on. He said, but you're going to smoke and drink. They said, no, we're not. We, we, we just go, you know, have a good time. And. And uh, they wanted him to go so that this girl they were with, with uh, the cousin, would have some a date. So he, he finally went on. And sure enough, as soon as they got started, they started dancing, smoking, drinking. And uh, he just sat there, Brother Hagen, and he said the girl came over to him and said, Why don't you dance? He said, I don't dance unless it's for the Holy Ghost. She said, Who is the Holy Ghost? So he pulled out his little pocket New Testament and started preaching to her. And uh, he said, I'm a new creature. She said, who is that? He said, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away, all this stuff. Come on, you holy people. <laughs> he, he said, all that stuff has passed away. He said, I'm born again. She, I'm a new creature. She, she started crying and she said, I want to be a new creature too. Amen. And got born again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word renew means the adjustment of the moral and spiritual vision and thinking through the mind of God. We, we, we need to change how we think. And the only way you're going to do it is to renew your mind in this word. Our dominant desire should be to please God. Let me say that. Oh, let me go over here. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> our dominant desires are to please God. Amen. That brings me to point number two. We must crucify the flesh. That's a big one. We must crucify the flesh. Galatians 5 verse 24-25 says, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. 
If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Offering yourselves as a living sacrifice to God means to lay down your own desires in order to fulfill his desires. I remember when we started the Bible school, we didn't tell our, our, my mother who has gone on to be with the Lord, Elta's mom. I called her mom. And uh, we didn't tell our children. We wouldn't tell anybody we were going. And our son happened to walk in the house of some friends of ours in California while we were discussing going to Kenya, and he overheard the conversation. And he came in and said, hey, wait, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about going to Kenya? And so he called his brother and sister. They all jumped on us. What, what, you know, Dad, you're an evangelist. You should be traveling around the world like you've been doing. What do you got to go over there to Kenya? Lead them people to themselves, you know, and so forth and so on. And my wife, with tears in her eyes, when she talked to our son, she said, Jesus said, if we're going to do what he said, we have to leave brothers, sisters, families, so forth and so on. So we go. And then once he figured out we were going, this is our oldest son, he said, well, what can I do to help you? And uh, he got with one of his, uh, he's an IT guy. And he got with some of his IT buddies, and they created our website, our brochures, and everything. In a couple of weeks, we were up and running. Amen. You, that's what you got to do. Amen. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God. Lay down your own desires in order to fulfill his desires. Now, I can tell you, after being in Kenya for 10 years, every year, every year, People ask us, are you going back? You know, well, you were there. Are you going back over there? Yeah, we're going back. And I had a board member ask me just recently, we were having dinner with one of our board members, and Pastor Henry, he said, brother, when you going to retire? I said, when Jesus comes. <laughs> Amen. When Jesus comes, I retire. Uh, you know, I'll... I'll we, we won't need to be here, amen. We're going on to, you know, the church is going up with Jesus. I said, that's when I retire. I said, did Moses retire? Did Joshua retire? David, and so on and so on. He looked down. He said, well, no, they didn't. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. I said, well, praise the Lord. It is not unreasonable for God to ask because you have been brought with such a precious price. Jesus purchased you with the, crucifix, the crucifying of his own flesh and shed his own blood to redeem you and me. Since Christ has paid the price by dying on the cross for you and I, the least we can do is give our body to him. For you are not of your own. Let's look at 1 Corinthians. Are you getting anything out of this yet? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Are you still here? All right. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God 
in your body. So how do we glorify God in our body? We glorify God by being obedient to what he said. You know, he said, if, uh, you know, Isaiah 119 said, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. That's the King James. But I like what the message Bible says. If you'll be willing and obedient, you'll feast like kings. Hallelujah. And I can tell you in the 10 years that uh, we've been going to Kenya, we haven't liked anything. God has met every need. Amen. Now, now, your pastor is a generous pastor. He calls me, you know, we talk when I'm in Kenya, and he'll say, Brother, just let's let me know, Brother Bill, if you need something. I'll say, I don't need anything, Pastor. We're good. He'll send something anyway. Amen. <laughs> Thank God for people, for friends like that. Amen. You don't have to tell them, you know, I need. They just follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got to share a story with you. I'm not going to mention the preacher's name because you know who it is, but he's on international TV and so forth and so on. And I was at a minister's conference and he told the story and he said uh, he was watching CSI on TV. Some of y'all know what CSI I didn't even know what CSI was until I went to Brazil. And... <laughs> I'm in Brazil, and my mentor is watching CSI New York, CSI Miami, CSI Las Vegas, and so forth. Yeah, I didn't even know they had all these shows. I said, man, he said, I don't like Brazilian TV, so he watched CSI. So this preacher, he said he was watching CSI, and he got an emergency phone call. And the phone call said, we'll just call him Mr. Preacher. Mr. Preacher. You need to come to the hospital immediately. One of his relatives has had a bad accident, and uh, they wanted him to come and pray. So he, he got up from watching the TV and walked into his bedroom to get ready to go. And the Holy Ghost said, there's no need in you going to the hospital. He said, what do you mean? There's no need in me going to the hospital. He says, you don't have what you need to deal with this situation. You've been spending too much time watching CSI. Do you remember in the Bible where the man brought his son that was demon-possessed to the disciples? And the Bible says the disciples could not cast him out. And I like what this one translation said. The man, after he brought them, Jesus came. And the man came to Jesus. And this is paraphrasing in this translation. And it said, the man said to Jesus, if you can do anything, help me. And Jesus said, what do you mean if I can do anything? Devil, come out of here. And the Bible said he convulsed, foamed at the mouth and so forth, but the devil came out. And afterwards, the disciples said, how come we could not cast him out? And Jesus said, what? Some only come out by fasting and prayer. Let me make it simple for the river of life. If we're not spending time with the Lord, 
you may come into a situation where you just can't deal with it. And you won't have what you need on the inside to deal with the... the God forbid that you get the phone call that this pastor got and somebody is saying, Pastor Chuck, please come and lay, and, 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 the, and the Holy Ghost say, you're not ready, brother. Don't, don't even go to the hospital. How many of you know <laughs> if the Holy Ghost say don't go and you go to the hospital, hollow, nothing else is, nothing going to happen. You're just going to be embarrassed. Because you have no anointing to deal with the situation. So my students say in Kenya, what's the point, preacher? Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. So when the time comes, and if you've been living, some of you have been living longer than me in here. If you've been around for a little while, you older folks here in the sanctuary tell them, you, can, you older people can say amen. If you've been around for a while, life happens and you're going to need Jesus. That, that, in life, hey man, life happens and you're just going to need Jesus. Are we getting anywhere here today? As a Christian, your body is the personal dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 11, where the Spirit of God's mark on you that you belong to him because the Spirit lives in you and you belong to God. Your body must never be defiled. Let me say that again. Your body must never, tell your neighbor, never be defiled. By any impurity or evil, whether by immoral thoughts, desires, deeds, movies, books, magazines, watch this church, internet. Yeah, some of you, you know, got your, what do they call it, smartphone. You can go right there. Getting quiet in this holy church. <laughs> Brother, you must live in such a way as to honor and please God with your body. How many of you know whatever you're doing with your body, God knows? <laughs> well, my wife don't know. My husband don't what God does. Okay, I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> Say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Point number three. Let God reveal his glory in you. Let me say it again. Let God reveal his glory in you. 1 Peter 4.13, this is the English Standard Version. But recognize insofar as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Matthew 16, 24 says, If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
you could say, let every man deny his flesh or selfishness. When we went to Kenya in 2012 to start the Bible school, we had a lot of stuff to do before that. And I met with some leaders, and they told me at the time that there should have been a spirit-based, now this is 2012, well, it was 2011 when I met with these leaders, and they said there should have been a spirit-based Bible school in the nation of Kenya, in a place called Kosumu, Kenya, in 1984. They should have been there. And they showed me a picture with all these leaders with their foot on the shovel to break ground for the school. It, it wasn't there, so I asked the guy, I saw the picture, so I asked the guy, well, wh where's the school, man? You know, he said they, they'd never built it because the pastors in that community came and said, we don't need a Bible school, we got the Holy Ghost. So the guy that God gave the message to, he just stopped. I told this our first year of school, and there was a young man sitting in the class, and he raised his hand. He said, Reverend Banks, I, I know the guy. He was my bishop that's supposed to do this work. I went away and fasted and prayed, and I said, God, this is 2011. What happened between 1984 and 2011? You know what he said? He said, I spoke to Pastor Henry. He never told me. He said, you don't need to know how many people I spoke to. But he said, I spoke to many people to go do this work, but they wouldn't do it. Many. He never told me how many. He's, think about this. 1984 to 2011. And where that nation is today, corruption and so forth and so on. It's a mess. Where would the nation be if God could have got in the door in 1984? So some of you in here, God may be speaking to you about doing something for him. And you're waiting for somebody else to do it. Don't let somebody else take your assignment. Step into what he's called you to do. Because I'm telling you from personal experience, it'll be the best decision you ever made. You'll be happier. You'll be blessed. The whole, hey guys, it, it'll be awesome. Just trust me on it. That's a good place to say amen. God must be allowed to be Lord of our lives. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Verses 16 to 18. Are you there? For surely he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brethren in all things, 
so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who tempted him. Glory to God. I remember, let me talk to my brothers in here for a minute. I remember, guys, being in Brazil my first time and walking on the beach. And I'm talking to the brothers, okay? If you go to Brazil, especially Rio de Janeiro, I was all over Brazil, but started at Rio de Janeiro. Let me recommend, if you want to walk on the beach, brother, just cross the street. It's about six lanes from the beach. The first day I walked on the beach, I won't even tell you. The, the bikinis they wear are nothing like over here. You just go home and Google Brazil beach. You'll see for yourself. Don't do it. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Don't, don't look. You, you young guys, <laughs> don't go there. And I was walking on the beach, and this guy, he was getting a massage. It looked great, man. So I walked over to the massage table, and I said, man, that looks like she's really working you over. And so the guy, he was a Brazilian guy that was visiting from America, and he said, oh, it's awesome, man. And so the lady who was giving him the massage, this is on the beach, and uh, the lady looked over to me, Pastor Henry, and she said, would you like a massage? I said, uh, you know what? I, I, I don't think so. She said, I can come to your hotel and give it to you in private. Come on, you brothers. If a woman asks you to go anywhere in private, just room. Don't, don't go there. I have a pastor friend in Ohio. I'll see him in a, next week. And... Um, his church owns these apartment complexes. Now, now, I'm talking to the brothers. One of the tenants, a female, called him at 10 o'clock at night to say the faucet was broken and running. How many of you know, tell the woman, turn the water off, call the 24-hour plumber, I'm not coming. But he's a nice guy. <laughs> Man of God. He went over there. <laughs> he went over there with a wrench to fix this lady's faucet at 10 o'clock at night. When he got into the apartment, she locked the door. And he, you know, he had to pray in the Holy Ghost to get out of there. And then she called the police and said, he touched me. Now, how many of you know, when he went to court, he called me. He said, man, I got to go. to Pray for me. I prayed for him. I won't even tell you what I told him, but I prayed for him. And he went to court. And how many of you know, when the judge looked at him, 
and he looked at this young woman. He said, oh, yeah, he touched her. And it was by the grace of God that the guy got out. He's a pastor, senior pastor. It was by the grace of God he got out. So, brethren, let me help you. If a sister's out there say, I need a ride home, just say, I got Uber on my, you know, I call. <laughs> send, we send Uber to get you. Don't go there. Amen. Your body is to be a living sacrifice. Yes. You can save yourself a lot of problems by using wisdom. The son became like Abraham's descendant for a threefold purpose. Number one, to, we're talking about Jesus. To be their merciful and faithful high priest. Number two, to make atonement for the sins of the people. And number three, to intercede for and give help to those who are being tempted. Jesus fulfills these three ministries on behalf of all believers, both Jews and Gentiles. Allow the Holy Spirit to so affect you so that you live right here on earth as you would in heaven. I'm closing. Say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no sin, sickness, or poverty in heaven. Can somebody say amen? amen? God dwells in you and walks in you. He wants his body to be vessels of his glory manifested in this world. Point number one was we must cleanse ourselves of sin. Number two, we must crucify the flesh. Tell your neighbor, we got a job to do today. We need to crucify this flesh. You might as well say amen. amen. Number three, let God reveal his glory in you. 2 Corinthians 4 Verse 6 and 7 says, For God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the kingdom of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure, hallelujah, in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Hallelujah. You have something on the inside of you that's greater than anything on the outside. No matter what principalities. Hallelujah. No matter what principalities and powers, external stuff is coming against you right now, just know that the greater one is on the inside. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He'll make you a lender and not a bar. God wants us to be a blessed people. And if we want to see this church, we're talking about the river of life. Guys, if we want to see this church go to levels we never dreamed, let us lock arms and say, Pastor Henry, for me and my house, 
We're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Thank you.